0: Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We are indebted to Coroma, whose sponsorship of the Health and Aged Care Series makes this all possible. Today, I'm delighted to, be, to begin the first of five podcasts in our Health and Aged Care Series, proudly brought to you in association with Coroma. And welcome to Talking Architecture and Design and... This week, we have a very special guest, uh, one we haven't had for, had at all. A new guest, dare I say, Dr. Steve Cummings, Director of Innovation from GWA Group, the owners of the Coroma brand of bathroom products, a brand which I dare say everyone in Australia is familiar with, um, in fact, must be everyone. I'm sure there's not one person who doesn't know what Coroma is. Um, welcome to Talking Architecture and Design, <coughs> Dr. Steve Cummings.
1: Hi. Hi, Branko. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been with Kromer for uh, many years. I first joined the company in the early 80s uh, where uh, I was privileged to meet some very, very talented people that had uh, worked on innovation well before me. Uh, the company started with a, a plastic syringe. Uh, it was a company in Adelaide, a plastic company in Adelaide at the time. And it moved on to developing the first plastic system, uh, which is a pretty, pretty big deal um, back in those early days in the 60s, 70s, and constantly working on it to, to make them better uh, better for use for um, people that um, use these sort of products and make them more, try and move them away from being, being institutional to, to looking like normal products.
0: That's interesting. So... You mentioned you mentioned there about mobility. So that actually covers two areas, is not it? That covers firstly, you know, disability, which is, is, is receiving a lot more attention these days, obviously, with the NDIS and whatnot. Now, and also, obviously, the issue of aged care, because, you know, um, we're all getting older, even you, even you and me, Steve. Oh, I can't believe that. Can't be, yeah, neither can I, but apparently... <laughs> no. we're all, as a population, we, we're actually... Yeah, older. sure, sure. So, so your products now and, and, and innovation in that area is actually well, it's critical. So is, is that something that you're working more and more? On?
1: Yeah, we've well, got we've got two two pathways now, uh, and I've been on them all these years as that's the sustainability pathway and the uh, the access and mobility pathway. So um, yeah, we have we have. Um, Develop products with with armrests on them, where you can, where they can, you can actually um, control control the nurse call uh, through the armrests. So uh, uh, it's always important, and uh, and it's another thing of the dignity of someone using using a toilet. So if if you can provide them with the dignity of them not having assistance when using the toilet, that's my my one of my aims. Uh, by um, the armrest is just one way of doing it, where they can actually uh, use the toilet, and then they can call for a nurse without having to do, do complex tasks sure. like turning around and pressing buttons. They can't do that. Uh, so there's a lot of lot of areas for innovation in this space to make to make their uh, their lives better, and that's that's what we're trying to do. And one day we might be using these products as well. You
0: know? <laughs> I, I don't think one day, I think, I think you can definitely count, count on that. Steve, so, I'm going to say what, okay. So what are some of the challenges or say major challenges that you find in, in when you're designing for aged care and healthcare? I mean, we're talking infection control designs, the aesthetics and health. I mean, you mentioned the dignity part, which is actually something I didn't even think about, but obviously it makes total sense. What about some other things like like that? Your challenge that you have to deal with.
1: Things are changing. It's it's constantly changing. The requirements are ch- constantly changing. Uh, you've got to have enough access in the bathroom to in, in the bathroom for a, a care bathroom for someone to move move through in a wheelchair. Uh, it's just keeping pace and, uh, with the design and the and. Uh, the expectations from the users now is a lot more than it was uh, back 40 years ago, where a raised high toilet with a, a cement bed was fine. Now that's not. That's not. Um, so, so again, it's it's coming from the actual users themselves. They they want they want better products. They want it easy to use. They don't want to have a, have complexity in, any more complexity in their lives. So they're, they're the sort of challenges coming in. Uh, the more recent challenges, uh, COVID, it's affecting is affected all of us. Really, uh, a little bit, yeah, okay. a little bit. Uh, and just on that side of it, uh, the the infection control is really very, very very important, and it's the um, the hygiene requirements are very very important. Always have been, yeah, but. For someone that, that's requiring better access and mobility, that you want to make that as easy for them as possible. So we, we've we've developed a system called Smart Command, and I see that having a big impact on, on uh, uh, bathroom usage for access. Uh, with the system, we we can uh, provide we have provided uh, touch free uh, uh, control of the toilet. Uh, the tap tapware is touch free. Uh, the irons touch free. Uh, we've got a um, um, a shower system that um, uh, is quite unique. Uh, it's all electronic. That can make make their lives better uh, without having to. The shower you still have because of the water and, and splashing. You still have to. You still have to control it but it's a much easier system to control than uh, the pre- previous ones but the other ones are, f- are touch free okay. so it's greater hygiene Going to into go into the toilet they can go into a toilet and uh, uh, again use them with um, uh, better better reason than the current push-button systems mm-hmm. so they're all touch free
0: uh, do you think that this this set all this technology you're talking about now um, Will become, uh, you know, ubiquitous to, in, in terms of residential and other areas because, as we've seen, you know, as history has shown, you know, something that's being used by the U.S. Air Force today in twenty years now, we, we, it's it's being used to cook our chickens in in, in our kitchen. So, the point is, do you think this technology will diffuse through through the rest of society that you're talking about?
1: I think so. I, I think so, definitely. Uh, it's getting the expectations, Once, if you've been using one of these products in your office, then you go home, so hang on, why, why can't I have this technology in my house? Uh, that's a good point. And particularly if, you, if, you, if you're a person that requires better mobility and access, um, you, want to, you want to be able to use products uh, in a better way, then this allows someone that's got uh, those, those sort of issues to be able to do that. It can be a voice recognition that goes with it. We're looking at AI, so artificial intelligence, that gets to know the person using it and can make decisions for the person using it, mm-hmm. um, that,
0: and particularly for care. Listen to today's podcast. We are indebted to Coroma whose sponsorship of the Health and Aged Care Series makes this all possible. I remembered something I watched on um, on, on television about about, uh, about six months ago. They were talking about, uh, I believe it was Manchester and Liverpool in the UK, and how the fact that they got their toilet systems, their sewer systems, in other words, uh, working properly was the precursor for the, the cities to actually thrive and, you know, and basically become, you know, hubs of, of whatever it is manufacturing and, and whatnot. Um, do you think that, with, you know, with, with what you were saying earlier, do you think that perhaps the design and the, I guess, you know, the, the attention given to toilet design, I mean, Apart from from Coroma, but from you know from society in general, has been probably less than it should be. We're saving seventy percent of the water we're using to
1: flush back in back in the eighties. So seventy percent saving without any any impact on the actual uh, performance of the products. Again, it goes back to standards and how we we, we, took, we took that. But I think I think we think. I think. Well, we're, we're nearing. Well, what can we do next? And the uh, expert. And you asked, what was what? What was difficult? Well, what can we do next? Is difficult. Uh, picking the picking the next direction, yeah. where it's all going to go. But, but when I started all that, time, all those years ago, I thought, well, well this is it. We, we've got it. And if I look at what we did then, forty-year-old uh, designs. Uh, you think, well, what was I doing then? Oh, that, uh, that they've improved out of sight. So I see the future as other uh, uh, hybrid technologies that we can start a, start a, uh, using. So combining different technologies uh, to to uh, get further efficiencies uh, and better better savings in water water usage uh, from bathroom products, particularly. Uh, water reuse is a big thing. Mm-hmm. We're, we've been looking at that. We've, we've done some work in the past with water reuse for, with a hand basin toilet. I think uh, uh, there's uh, further further work to be done on that we, with our new shower, our new um, shower system, echo shower, the electronic one I was talking about, smart command. Mm-hmm. We've got a, uh, a, a uh, we've got a um, a feature in that called the echo system and that diverts water away from the shower while it's warming up so you can set your temperature and it, it'll, it'll divert that water away into a tank or cold water, a uh, water tank or whatever for you to use that water rather than just going down into the drainage and that's fresh water it's still fresh water by the time it gets into the tank so that can be, you know, I, I when I was thinking of it, uh, I just measured the water that I was using here, and we've got a instantaneous gas water hot water system, and uh, the, the shower is nine litres a minute. and it was taking forty-five seconds to warm up. So that's a significant amount of water. per shower, so six litres. And if you're looking at a building where you've uh, you've got uh, end of trip facilities, where you've got a number of showers, where in the morning, it's pretty hectic these days with the bike, with riding a bike to work or whatever, or taking a run at lunchtime. There's a lot of water to be saved in commercial buildings, and also, uh, and you can use that water to irrigate around the building or for other purposes. But even domestically, uh, it's 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 good. It's a good thing for um, domestic applications as well. You know, saving water. So that's another. That's an area that we're of things that we're doing that
0: we haven't done before you guys do a lot of work with the University of New South Wales too don't you avoid do break yeah,
1: of- I, I said earlier part of it, it was it's code, it was code's codes and standards in universities so we've uh, when we've had challenging uh, issues and we want to do thorough investigations on, on uh, where we think where we think uh, there's opportunities we always uh, use the universities if it's quite complex uh, and we haven't got that, uh, that those capabilities, we, uh, we leverage the universities. So we've been, the last uh, eight years, uh, we've been working with the University of New South Wales uh, uh, School of Building Environment uh, on just research into, into um, again, design access and mobility. So we think that's very, that was very important and also it helps us helps us as well to uh, um, deal with the, um, the rigors of uh, the testing. When you're testing with, with uh, people, then you've got to be very, uh, the ethics is very important. Mm-hmm. So we, we're using the universities for that. So we've done some very, very extensive um, uh, research with them. We've all uh, um, granted Australian, Australian research grants um, with them, uh, where we've examined uh, aged care and uh, future directions of where we should go with aged care, so very succeed, significant study we did that with that one, and we're doing other other research around uh, basin standards and, and uh, um, other other in other areas as well. So we've got a great association. When, when you work with them for a long time and you build up that, you, you understand their expertise and, and we utilize that as best we can. And uh, they're all very high, very highly qualified, and, uh, experienced people that we work with there. And it benefits our, our team as well uh, by, by being part of that and working with them.
0: So tell me about the Opal collection. Now, now that, is, that is something that I picked up a brochure somewhere at work recently, and the Opal collection—that is that, now that's specifically for aged care—is it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's years old now. Uh, wanted to, we wanted—we wanted to come up. I've mentioned before we we're trying to make product that, that doesn't look institutional,
0: right?
1: So it's—you could put that product really anywhere. You could use it in an aged care, aged care situation, uh, uh, based and complying with uh, fourteen twenty. Basin that had to comply with 1428 and building co- plumbing plumbing building code. Yeah, so the the idea of that was to come up with a basin that that you could you could use anywhere. So you could use that domestically without looking out of place. You could use it in a in a hospital without looking looking out of place. And I've I've seen them used in hospital. And we did, and rather than coming up with one basin, we we, we came up full range of basins with different shelf shelf lengths to suit varying applications, but all, always around the standard where, where it needed where, where it needed to be installed, where your wheelchair was going to use it. Uh, so for compliance and just looking at looking at uh, drawing some architects, there's a lot of those bases being specified now. And uh, I've just a, out of interest I've noticed that they're becoming um, quite well accepted within the industry, but the Opel range. And that's what we wanted it to be, how we wanted it to be.
0: Karama proudly present the opal collection for independent living opal a stunning and versatile collection of independent living products which provide all the support required in the bathroom space for a trusted luxury experience considered discreet design features such as raised height toilet pans and integrated shelf space on basins are just some of the simple additions offered to reduce challenges for those who need extra assistance and make the bathroom a more comfortable and practical space Without the need to compromise modern bathroom aesthetics. Delivering all the benefits of assistive technology throughout the bathroom, the Opal collection is also adaptable to higher care needs. Extra protection on the toilet allows easy access for a carer, while clean flush, rimless flushing technology, and easy clean surfaces ensure maximum hygiene. Optional nurse call armrests are designed to improve independence and well being for users and carers. Find out more at coroma.com.au forward slash live well. That's coroma.com.au forward slash live well. Things, what do you call them? Shower heads, right? Yeah, shower heads, yeah, right. Um, Tapware as well. So you actually do the whole, there's a whole sort of range of things that you guys actually, so it's it's almost a one stop shop, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it's a bathroom. We, um, We do sell a full package of product that. Different applications, and um, from just standard product right through to very sophisticated products, smart command for upmarket modern uh, upmarket buildings uh, for uh, commercial commercial work. Uh, so we we focus on that. And I think going back to the the original uh, drivers for the business, the innovation at, at um, it's nice just to have that, that heritage behind you to do this stuff, uh, and we got and we got pride in what we do as well. We're very uh, proud of our our heritage and uh, and the company supporting us to do this sort of work is um, is as I said before so important. And you got we've got the right team of people that do it can
0: do it. Uh, the, the amount of dementia that's that's um, going to be in our society is also going up um is there something specific that has to be done for for dementia patients that, that in terms of design of, of toilets or bathroom wear that you, you don't have to do elsewhere or, or is, is, it, is it more or less the same for aged care in general
1: it's a very complex complex problem designing for for dementia mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on the on the how the degree of the dementia. Uh, you can have if you've got someone with severe dementia, they can't they can't even remember how to turn the tap on. Yeah. You know? Or they turn on the or they turn on the hot instead of the cold. So you, you've got to design to to get around that. And uh, in some cases, it's it's. Very difficult to do that. In other cases, you can make the make the, the task of identifying the things that they should be doing. So you don't want to move away from what they've been doing all their life. If you do that, then there's no way they'll be they'll be able to uh, use the product effectively. Uh, and doing that, you've got mixer you've got mixer valves and you've got um, no touch taps now. Uh, and for them to deal with that, it really needs research to. Research to um, identify what what can be done and can't be done with um, dementia dementia patients, particularly, and leaving them alone with the dignity uh, for the dignity uh, to, for them to use the bathroom. Uh, uh, it's enormous challenges uh, in that regard. So it's it's for us. It's um, trying to come up with something that's simple. Uh, don't be too complex don't take it away don't, don't move away from the conventions that they're used to and provide uh, a contrast between contrasted products so that you highlight a product that they're going they, they can use like you know, maybe a red tap or a blue tap that sort of thing also the toilet seat, you can highlight that uh, give it contrast it can be gray to the gray toilet suit so they can I've got to use the tort seat and then they pick it up, that's the grey one, and then they trigger something that gets them to lift the toilet seat and use that. There's some basic fundamental things you can do, but for somebody with severe, severe dementia, they probably would need care. Uh, uh, but it would be a great challenge to, make, to, to get over that issue and uh, make it, make, make it um, suitable for them to use and have the dignity that I talked about before. But one thing we are doing—it's—it's it's, it uh, as universal as universal impact is. With our ceramic products, we've been working for some time on, on uh, an anti anti uh, germ glaze. We call that Germ Guard. Yeah, yeah. And it's universal. So if you're anybody using using uh, products, particularly for. In, Commercial applications and, and uh, healthcare and hospitals, um, where, the, where we're using nanoglaze technology where the, it's slippery, so it's easy to clean, but it's also got a, you know, a property in it that can uh, uh, kill uh, E. coli. So, if, if the, when the toilet bowl is used, then there's E. coli um, that sits in the bowl. In over a 24-hour period, this this will kill the kill the E. coli. And we've, te- we've tested it and we've been working on it for many years to get it to where it is now. It'll kill the E. coli uh, to the point where it's 99%. 90, 99.9%. So that was our target to, to achieve this and in an international standard for this type of system. So we're up to that. We've achieved that and... Uh, I think we're probably releasing this next next year, next next year. So uh, that's quite quite exciting because it's it's a passive it's a passive thing, uh, and we we're just talking about they're having dementia. You, this is something they they get without having to do anything special. They're using the product and it's got that that capability in it. Uh, so that's so.
0: Another development where we're going to be putting out into the marketplace in the next six months or so. Interesting. Um, That sounds like that might may have some applications in the hospitality industry as well.
1: Well, I think I think if you're looking at the future, that uh, if I've got that 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 feature in in the office, I've got it in the hospital. Why can't I have that in my house? So you're gonna see, see it uh, expand into, into domestic applications, then it could become commonplace because uh, uh, after COVID and uh, the impact on, on, uh, on public health, uh, being, being conscious of uh, good hygiene, then this is promoting that without, without having to do anything physically. Uh, it's, the product does it.
0: Are we ever going to see bathroom where there, that isn't white?
1: Uh, Going back all those years, yeah. there must have been about twenty different colours they were using for toilets then. Yep, avocado and all, yep. all these strange colours. So we we lived through that. I think I, it's like I select-
0: remember the watermelon colour. You
1: know. Oh was yeah, the- yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. <laughs> oh, actually went <laughs> yeah, the there bathroom was a- recently. It was actually the tiles, the basins, and the toilet it was this watermelon colour.
1: Yeah, and they even had they, had, they even had um, a hot chocolate. They call it hot chocolate.
0: Mm, okay. A, all right. You're
1: right. <laughs> well, that's true, they did. <laughs> uh, but now they're more more selective on colours on finishes. Uh, they're not, you won't see twenty different colours. Yeah, black's black uh, has been around for a long, long time. True. But subtle, uh, matte whites, um, yeah. subtle, subtle textures. I think that have possibilities but most architects like white uh, it goes with everything it's safe however you want you want something a bit different than um, yeah that there, there will be there there are colors from uh, from uh, the industry so uh, particularly particularly in tapware uh, that's where the colors are coming through and finishes and very very uh, extensive ranges of um, different finishes and colors and tapware and accessories. So a bit of that will go into into the ceramics, but
0: I think White's here to stay. Right, has been around for, look, about 80 years now, hasn't it, Um, just about? Um, Nearly 80, yeah. Yeah, Um, if you were a, I don't know, if you were a a futurist, dare I say, what would you say the the toilet in 80 years time would
1: look like. Your self cleaning bathroom, uh, your toilet would be self cleaning. That The areas that are pain points at the moment, then someone's going to come up with a solution for these. Mm-hmm. just a matter of time. Well, they've already got toilets that can diagnose um, problems with, uh, with health. So it, um, those toilets are available overseas. Uh, so it'll tell you if there's there's a blood disorder or something is wrong with your diet. You'd be linked up to your, your your doctor and you get a phone call or you get an email from them. Well, I don't even know if they'll have that type of communication then, but I think it'll be total control total total control from from a good side from a good point. So you'd be using the products and they and they'd be okay. Well, I, I, your your blood pressure's a bit up. We've got that in, in watches now. But it'd be more common, so, common, common to see it than you'd think. So it'd be just constantly telling you how you're going and what you what you need to do and how and how to overcome the problems. Um, mm. So it's it's going to be a virtual hospital within within the house where you can sort yourself out rather than having to get to the a doctor. They they'll contact you. That's just off the top of my head, but
0: uh. interesting. it remind, Reminds me, Steve, that um of something I read years ago, where the CIA had bugged the toilets in the Kremlin, so they, they knew they knew what our health state, um the 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 leaders were at, so that they knew we were going to prepare for a leadership change. Um, so maybe that idea of, of a virtual, you know, um, diagnostic toilet has, has, is, is not that new after all.
1: Well, yeah, it's not well. As I said, it's been it's been done, but it can go to the next stage. Even even they're testing for coronavirus within the civil system, so they're yeah. Checking. So they're already doing it. Uh, so we're going to see a lot more of of from a from a benefit side, not a not a not a uh, big brother side. It's uh, so make this, make society better, overcome the issues issues we've got now, uh, make it easier for access and mobility have greater water, water, cons- uh, water conservation through uh, artificial intelligence. Um, there's, there's a lot of opportunities out there and the future toilet, the future bathroom uh, uh, will be a special place and very, very different than what we know now. I know that, I, I know that, that'll happen.
0: Dr. Steve Cummings, Director of Innovation from Coroma, Thank you very much. That was uh, the best toilet talk I've, I've had for a while. Thank
1: you. I love talking about them.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Uh, have a lovely day and we'll, we'll speak again. Cheers. Thanks, Frank. Oh, cheers, mate. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We are indebted to Coroma, whose sponsorship of the Health and Aged Care series makes this all possible.